0: Welcome back, everyone, to another week at Drone DJ. This week's story, we got some up- we got some updates for you on the DJI RC um, and then also some news about the exposed drone IDs from DJI's Aeroscope. We have a new story on a drone pilot getting fined, and then we'll also have some new drones to share with you. So let's kick off with um, the DJI RC update. Um, looks like it's going to be supporting the Air 2S very soon. What are your
1: thoughts, Kirk? Finally, um, uh, I think we're, we all kind of expected that to happen eventually after it came to the Mavic Three. I don't know why. I mean, I don't know why it came to the Mavic Three and not the Air 2S. By the way, maybe the testing wise, they're limited to how many they can test. But um, I love it that uh, Chinese uh, DJI uh, customer support are the ones who leaked it, um, which is always <laughs> it's always funny. That they Where like, the information a, comes from. And it's always Chinese era customer support. It's never like US or European Chinese customer support. It's always the Chinese customer support. It's hilarious. <laughs> so they, they always, every single time that there's a leak from customer support. I think there's
0: a, a customer support team. They just label, you know, that's the they, team that's going to take the fall every time. They get
1: all the information and all of a sudden, you know, like it. Guess just, what? Like, We're oh. going to give
0: them the information anyway. We know they're oh, going to leak care. it, but we'll give it to them anyway.
1: Oh, embargoed? No, thank you. Um yeah it, it's so it's coming out so it was on the uh the 10th around the 10th um is when it leaked through customer support that it would be coming soon um Some point we this were, month we were hoping a couple days but uh, we're still waiting on the firmware update to um to drop uh but earlier this week uh we saw images um from leakers on Twitter um of the uh like combo um air 2s and, and RC combo so my bet is we're probably going to see something similar to the uh, like the mavic and and the mini for lineup is that you'll probably see an air just the drone a drone with the n1 and then a drone with the rc um i i guess i, I don't think we're going to see like a RC, uh, like a air with the rc pro i'm sure you have to get like that separate
0: right which uh, doesn't really make a lot of sense to me i for someone who's getting a new Air 2S, they're probably yeah. going to have you know a Fly More kit with uh, the RC controller, right?
1: Yeah, the RC. I mean, it's definitely if, for what you're doing with the Air 2S. I mean, it makes sense to have a, a def, to have a bundle with the RC Pro um, for the Mavic 3 because the vast majority of professionals um, are going to be using that. And you're know, arguing buying Mavic 3s versus Air 2S. The Air 2S is a great drone, and I love it. Like I, when they had the um, was it last week they had the uh, the store days um they had the toiletry bag um option if you (laughs) bought like a new drone and i'm sitting there i I had a air 2s in my cart and i'm sitting there just like i don't really need an air 2s but man i really want that toiletry bag um so uh and i i kind of begged uh dji for one but they didn't give it to me um the uh so it yeah it makes sense to have like the, the rc bundle because it's a pretty it's a really really good really really good um uh, controller, especially controller. If, um, I,
0: if you're looking for an entry level drone that you know that's a little yeah. more than mini 3. Mini. Right? Um,
1: yeah, and you don't
0: want the N1 controller, you don't want, yeah,
1: the N1 controller,
0: then this is the option to go.
1: Yeah, the N1 controller is probably the best smartphone controller on the market, however, it, it's still like, you still have to use your smartphone. So uh, having having a built-in screen is pretty good.
0: Um, And we did cover about the leak on Mavic 3 Classic, I believe uh, just a few weeks ago. Um, Mm -hmm. We're still waiting to see, you know, when that is coming. The the rumor is still at some point in November, right? So Mm -hmm. pricing is definitely going to be lower than the current Mavic 3. Um, But I'm still waiting to see what the combo, like what the whole combo actually comes out as.
1: I wrote an article of, um, when they announced the MFV Classic and I told them it was a terrible idea to just come up with the Air 3. Um, but, uh, and I think my, my bet was it would probably be in the thirteen dollars to $1,400 range. Um, that's kind of the, the area that they're missing when it comes for drones. Because um, you have the Air and you have the Mini at that similar price point around $1,000. So that, I, I would bet it would be around like the, the $1,300 to $1,500 range.
0: And if you haven't been following this is DJI's new building in China. Yes. So this, I, this, has been, this has been a pretty big year for DJI. I
1: want I want to get a tour even though I, I it looks super cool. I know I know they would never do I, I love how in the they leaked the Inspire 3 in their image that they showed one of the drone <laughs> images they actually had Inspire 3s like kind of just sitting around in one of the windows that people found. Um <laughs> from it so like i would love i would love to get to
0: her every so so i mean considering this there's definitely you know I, i'm hoping to see some um, uh, some new directions uh, from dji towards end of the year now that they're settling on on the new move mm-hmm. right that's been you know delaying some some of their even production speed for a little bit over the summer yeah. So I'm hoping, yeah, I was wondering, you know, newly, not necessarily new leadership, but, you know, maybe some new strategies on just exactly what they're trying to do.
1: A fresh, like, kind of look at that. I mean, whenever, I mean, I I, was, I worked for a company where we where we just moved um, offices and it was kind of like a whole fresh, uh. Kind of like not, not, nothing changed. Like our strategy didn't change. Our management didn't change, but like we kind of all had a new, but it's like, a different, new it's motivation, a different new head, like, new head it's a different
0: Feel, Yeah.
1: Yeah. New headspace. Like you kind of get to like a new fresh, like kind of like if you were burned out before, you kind of get to have like a whole new, new, uh, totally new kind of things. So,
0: so yeah. we'll see what happens in the last quarter of this year. Now, along some more news uh, for DJI, I know some of our viewers were concerned about the data leak, the ID data Mm -hmm. leak this week. Um, So if you look at me, when I first looked at the title, I was worried, oh, 80,000 drone ID exposed in data leak. That sounds very serious. But if you actually read through the story, this came from the DJI Aeroscope. Um, and the data wasn't owned by DJI, right? So if you read Mm -hmm. uh, the official response from DJI down here, um, as the story knows, this data was not held by DJI, and um, they don't know who generated it. Uh, So report further says the data set does not include any personal identifiable information so what mm-hmm. that means about the FAA remote ID is it, it just means that it, it's got, you know, takeoff information. Um, I believe it was saying the location where it had flown, you know, the flight time, et cetera. So if you use any of those um, a flight tracker app, to look at if the plane you're going to you know pick up someone from has landed so essentially flight id or remote id is it's almost like that so it's supposed to give you information without giving you the specifics related to your you know personal uh, privacy so that's what dji say and um but my concern is you know if i've been trying to get an aeroscope for several mm-hmm. years you, you actually you can no longer get it in north america some Interesting. It would have,
1: make sense that they would remove it from United States. I don't know what the Canada remote ID laws would be, but I know, like United States they're they're gonna are going to have. The remote
0: official ID anyways. reason DJI gave was about the um, FCC. Was about okay. the radio. Was about the radio frequency. Um, so that was the official story they give. But if you look at this, so there are fifty-three devices in United States. And then the others are spread somewhere else, and the data itself is hosted by Amazon uh, Web Services. So mm-hmm. my question is, doesn't matter if it's Aeroscope or anything else, because at this point there are other devices that are trying to, you know, make a solution on scanning the airspace and see what are the drones out there. Uh, just uh, again, just like if you use any flight tracker right? If I hold up, I use the flight radar 24. If I hold my phone up and even have my camera open and scan the airspace, it's going to tell me any airplanes that actually has transponder out, that choose Mm -hmm. to have their information out, right? I can see their heading. I can see their speed. I can see their altitude. I can have their their code, right? Their tail code, um, call sign, um, all that information, where it took off from, where is it going to, so you can actually have all that information. And what DJI is saying is, hey, yes, this data is leaked, but <laughs> give it to next year where remote ID is public. All this data will be out there anyway. Yeah,
1: yeah there's nothing really like personal identifier. Like, and it's like like um, their spokesperson said, like it's remote ID next year is going to be sharing all this information publicly. I'm sure this happened like five years ago. You know, when, when Aeroscope first came out, I'm sure this would be like a huge deal because it was supposed to, it's was intended at that point to be private. But now that it's going to be become public, um, it's kind of like, well, it, like what what can you do? Like, yeah, you could probably go, you know, if you find out who it is, like you maybe they can go after them and make sure like it doesn't happen again, but also kind of like, well, next next year in September, everyone's gonna have well, your ID and that everyone's going to get it. That's,
0: that's exactly what happened. In this mm-hmm. case, when the student got fined, right, for flying on the Singapore University campus, um, because that was actually with the assistance of Aeroscope. hmm so the Because they were pretty close to in... a
1: military airbase. base. Yes, yes they have a, it was. They had an well,
0: Singapore is fairly small to begin with. you fly, yeah. you flying know, half of Singapore. I'm... You're close to military airbase. base <laughs> anyway. Fair.
1: That makes sense. Um, if you it...
0: look at so essentially, if you look at here, it was quite an iconic, you know, place to fly. Um, is, and I would want to fly there too. Yeah. So student flew without a uh, license, without coordination, and uh, he was located by using the DJI Aeroscope. And, you know, as a result, he was actually fined in this case, you know, $3,500 for taking drone photos and videos of, uh, of his girlfriend. So with this happening, I mean, is, is this an indication of what could happen next year? When remote ID becomes public? Are we going to see more enforcement now that they are able to effectively enforce, right? Mm -hmm. Now, get this. I remember one of the debates mm -hmm. in early times of regulation for drones. One of the debates was you always have to prove. Right. You have to like in the court of law, you have to prove that absolutely there's no second. Not that's the person who did that. Well, that's mm-hmm. what the, the prosecutor is going to try to prove. So the question at that time came down to you. So if you caught the person who says they're flying the drone and you did that afterwards, so if you didn't catch them in action, right, then how do you prove if you had video evidence of the drone flying and then you have video evidence of the person? But if you don't have them in the same framework, the person is, you know, literally controlling the joysticks to land the drone, or control the drone.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: How do you prove that was the person with the controller flying that drone?
1: And I guess it's another question, and another question is also who is who would be the one at fault? Is it the owner of the drone who, who, who If you're flying outside of airspace, you're supposed to have a license, or, or if you're flying high than the 400 feet, whatever it is. Is it the owner of the drone? Is it the one who's controlling the drone? Um, is it the one who has the license of the group? So if you're if you are in um, you know, if you do have a license, you are flying in controlled airspace and you go outside where you're supposed to be going, but the person with the license, you know, uh, or is it the one who filed, you know, the with Lank for like the air? Is he's are they the one that, like who's the one the, who I guess would be the, the one? Pilot, in charge? It's
0: usually the pilot in command. It's usually the yeah, person about like one. what if you
1: have two? Like, what if you have two pilots for for drones? Is it the one who files? or do they both file? Like, I guess wow. that's, that's- Okay, that's, I don't I don't know it... about
0: FAA, but I know in Canada, yeah. it, uh, you get two levels of fines. So mm-hmm. you can, uh, again, you can get, you can multiple charges, right? In one yeah. infraction. So in Canada, the company who actually runs the operation, the legal entity would get fined as well as the pilot increment. And the two are actually two different levels of fines. One, the company one is higher than the individual one. Um, mm-hmm. But what I'm saying is with Aeroscope or Remote ID, it's removing Mm -hmm. a lot of the guessing.
1: Yeah. For
0: example, you know, this one comment about BV loss. Yeah, before it would be difficult to justify BV loss. But let's say if through remote ID, can enforcement see the flight path? Mm -hmm. Right? And now as the pilot, your location is identified and the drone's flight path is identified. And if it shows the drone flew, you know one two kilometers away then at that point obviously it's bv loss so they could come enforce you right
1: and i i i I see um bv loss um there's going to be some changes coming soon regulation wise before we come to remote id to make it um much easily able to not necessarily like maybe one day i'll be a part of um a part of your your part 107 um you know similar to to the night waiver um something
0: we we'll see. We could see. I mean, we could see the same question the you know, That's the same question too. I guess in, even in vehicles, it's the same thing, mm-hmm. right? Like if I if I use the navigation system, um, it's actually tracking. It's tracking. Like even as simple as if I use Waze or Google Maps, it's actually tracking my speed. Yes. So would they be the enforcement had to come in with a reasonable, you know, justification? They can't just come in to ask you for your data without any justification right same thing as your iphone i like apple wouldn't just give out user data so i think there's there's a lot to be figured out uh, when remote id actually comes out next year what uh, <laughs> what domino effects this is going to have right so moving along that story about law enforcement we also have another law enforcement story on um Ohio's sheriff Force is actually Mm -hmm. to swap its helicopters for enlarged drone fleet. Um, And Kirk, you were actually saying earlier about this story on the quietness, just to compare the noise level between drones and helicopters. I I
1: was super impressed when I saw the M30 fly. So we were, okay, so um, it was where we were in Vegas. uh, We were right on the, I'm trying to think, we were on the west side of the strip. It's weird because I feel like it's the southeast side of the strip, but I think we're in the northwest side of the strip. Um, and pretty much, there's helicopter tours all day long, like going every thirty seconds. I feel like, or every like maybe like every two three minutes. Um, and there's on one side of the ship they go north, on one side of the ship they go south, and so just continuously helicopters flying overhead. So you can they're they're pretty loud, and you watch the video, see so one fly over, and so they were limited to airspace. They're limited to a uh, height. I think it felt like it was probably around 50 or so, or maybe close to like 75 feet. Um, and once it took off, like you hear it when he took off, but once it got up to its altitude where it was flying around the hotel, never heard it. Didn't hear it once. Um, unless it was flying overhead. Um, and you have ambient point, noise too, right? Yeah. We had a little bit of ambient noise. it um, was going, but like I'm imagining this being used by police force at like 150 feet with the zoom in the thermal and for for law enforcement wise i mean if you're talking in search and rescue it doesn't matter about quietness but we're talking about you kind of don't want to be heard um uh, maybe you're tracking a subject or something like that they're not going to be here they're not going to hear you like at all like they're they're this thing's going to be super quiet i mean maybe you'll see the flashing lights but even then like the flashing lights are pretty yeah you i know what you're looking for but helicopters
0: so, you can definitely
1: helicopters see. you'll hear them all you're yeah you'll hear those all day long yeah so, so
0: just for that reason, I can see why. I mean, pricing and workflow and everything else aside, yeah, like cheaper, risk factors, everything else aside, just it's the it's cheaper. Level itself.
1: Much cheaper to train a, a, a patrol officer to get a part one hundred seven, you know, and become a drone pilot than it is to find someone to be a helicopter pilot. Like it, it's, it, it just makes so much sense. I mean, you'll never get away from not having large scale helicopters. Like I, I spoke to um i'm trying to think of what department i think it was san antonio um somewhere in texas um and he is a uh he's a pilot and he's the only pilot um for their department and uh and like he he works like 80 hour 80 hour weeks um and like uh, he's like dude the drones are just so much easier i just like I, i've been training it and I, I can just train someone else from like two weeks and then they have like then we have drone now we've doubled our workforce um you know you train two more people and you double your workforce again so um, it just makes so much sense for law enforcement agencies to do this. It's, it'll save so much money.
0: It's the accessibility to your technologies, right?
1: hmm Yeah, it, it's just the I mean, you know, making things smaller, making things uh, greater. I mean, I know some people are saying Moore's Law is, is dead, but I feel like it's still, still kicking in, in some industries. <laughs>
0: Well, along some of the other news, um, I did go see Elios 3 this week and actually got a chance to fly it. So it was actually a really interesting drone because uh, oftentimes we think about flying outside, right? And mm-hmm. one of the reasons I went to see Elios 3 is because um, one of my clients asked me, hey, what if I just fly Avata, just the DJI Avata in tunnels, right? If I need to see things in tunnels or, you know, the other situations is, is one of my pilots flies for demolition for all of mm. the large demolition in Canada. And one of the challenges they have is, so they rig all the explosives, especially most of the time they're dealing with towers, which is easier yeah. to demolish because you're almost doing it like cutting the trees and let the tower fall down. But when they're demolishing buildings, you know, remember in Lethal Weapon, when they actually took down the building, so they had to mount all the charges all across the lower level and sometimes even each, each or multiple levels at different intervals. So they were saying after you know, the, 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 after the, the charges it's set, then even after explosions, sometimes they're worried the charge, not all the charges actually set off, right? So yeah. some of them are actually still intact. So they're saying, well, instead of obviously sending people to check, which is dangerous, um, they want to be able to fly drones to actually do an initial assessment. So that's where a lot of the like those type of scenarios and same thing as mining as any kind of tunnel pipeline inspection is where a, a full inside drone really comes in handy. Um, and I went to see Elios three because I wanted to see, okay, you know, a 60000 thousand dollar drone compared to Evada. <laughs> what more does it do?
1: <laughs> is, a, is it is about the size of Evada?
0: No, no, it's, it's bigger. Much, it's much. Okay, it's much bigger. I was it's I so couldn't tell by the about by the size okay. of this. I'm
1: like one of this is. Because
0: So what was interesting to me is the drone actually has LIDAR because one of the things, anytime you fly inside, most of the, I would say 99% of the time, you're in the GPS denied environment, right? Mm -hmm. You don't have, especially if you're in tunnels, you're not going to have, you know, GPS signal. And it's even challenging for you to get the signal between your controller to the drone if you have concrete and, and metal pieces in between. So that's where a fully protected drone with LIDAR comes in really handy. So Elios 3, the, um, the manufacturer was actually showing, it was doing, I mean, they call it LiDAR 3D map, but essentially it's actually generating the live point cloud um, in real time. So you can actually know, you know, based on laser beams, what's the environment around you. So you're not relying on GPS, you're not relying on visual. Um, there are definitely interesting things you can, you can achieve with this. I thought it was actually... It was really impressive um, in terms of being in confined space, right?
1: Yeah. No, it's super interesting to see like uh, these drones because they make a lot of sense for um for that kind of thing. And I kind of like, I just I kind of want to just fly it at full speed. At all. <laughs> like I, every time I see somebody <laughs> yeah, they do it have a US division. I'm sure they do demos. I just want to fly. Uh, I just I don't want I don't need a full demo. I just want to get one flying in my wall and then hand it back. I'm like cool. So I wanted to do. <laughs> <laughs> the intrusive thought was was finished and so now, now I'm done now complete.
0: Okay. The other one, the other product we came across this week is the Tundra drone. Um and mm-hmm. one of my pilots actually found it because they wanted to do light painting. Right. So I'm not sure if anyone has uh, seen those uh, light painting, you know, photography. Yes, um of cool. So they were using a drone to fly a light from the air while they're using ground cameras, right? With long mm-hmm. exposure to, um, to do the line painting photography, which looks really cool. So that's when my team found uh, this product and uh, asked me to get in touch with them. Uh, it works for Mavic 2 or 3, which I thought was really good for us because we still have several Mavic 2s. And if I'm just using the drone to fly a light, I'm not using the drone to film, right? This is almost like you're, you're flying tripod, Essentially, <laughs> with the light, so we were yeah. thinking, oh, it would actually be good because we don't fly our Mavic too much nowadays. So, yeah. it will, how do I still use it and make use of it, right? So, getting a light and putting a Mavic two seems like a, a good way to go. Um, that way, you know, you're you're utilizing the drones that you don't use its camera functions much anymore, but you can use it as a, as a tripod for your flying light. Right, so I thought that was interesting, and you know, if you're like us, if you have a Mavic two sitting around um, because you got the new Mavic three and Mini three like <laughs> us, then maybe look into it. It is pretty bright, and if you look at them, um, there's a comparison right here. You know, the before and after um, definitely besides just light painting for public safety, right? Or if you are, let's say, you know, the other scenario we're trying to set up after we get a demo unit is have Mavic three to fly and then have this to light, right? At mm. the same time, <laughs> that would be cool too. Um, and I remember earlier days um, from filming, there was one project where we had to use the uh, um, Alta 8 to carry a pretty big you know, light, uh, almost like HMI, a pretty big film light. And there was a music video where they wanted the drone to carry the light to follow um, the artist throughout mm. the music video. Right, while they're using the ground camera to film, uh, almost creating a spotlight. So just different uh, concepts and, and different creative ideas you can achieve with that for sure.
1: Yeah, have a friend who's in the uh, drone painting and he, he, he uh, or light painting, he actually uses a drone for stuff and he's done some really cool things with rocket launches down in Florida with them. And I'm sure he actually would be interested in something like this.
0: Yeah, we'll share more with you once uh, I get our hands on the demo unit.
1: Yeah, it'd be awesome.
0: So that's all the news we've got for you this week. Thanks for joining us, and we'll see you back here next Friday.